John, let's tell the people that right now there is a lot of fun to be had. We had it all weekend long. And mybookie.ag, promo code HAM, the number one. Mybookie.ag, promo code HAM, and the number one. Mybookie.ag, promo code HAM, number one. What do we got? We got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Little thing Mm -hmm. we called the uh, Sweet 16. And then they cut that thing in half, and I think they call it the Elite Eight. Uh, you can get your gamble on, I, you know, UCLA, North Carolina. I, I saw someone. We are we are a game away, and I wouldn't like this because I have a future bet on UCLA. Duke, North Carolina in the Elite Eight. You think that thing would be pretty big? Wow. Uh, how do you like if UCLA gets Duke? Can can we win that thing? Is that going to be a tough uh, yeah. matchup? Yeah. Yes, we UCLA. Yes, we can, John. I I got you know we're recording this before Arizona. Arizona Houston could be an incredible game if Arizona takes care of business Saturday night against TCU. Then Arizona St. Peter's. Or that might even be a different. No, other that's uh, that would that game would be in the national championship game. St. Peter's coming from the other side of the bracket. What would you say? St. Arizona Peter's would have be to beat Gonzaga. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, get your gamble on. Also, there's, uh, I think, uh, the match play golf this week. You know, they do the they do the pods, and then they mm-hmm. go Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four. So if you want to, you know, I mean, Masters, gamble on pods. Masters like three weeks away. Yeah. Three and a half weeks away. You know, he goes from handing that tie to someone on Monday night to being at Augusta a day later. So we That's are right. not, who knows, maybe Tiger. You get Tiger right now like 55 to 1. Uh, now he would be coming off not playing at all, but you know if he plays, yeah. pretty good value. Raiders Super Bowl bets, you can go make them. Remember, if you use the code Ham One, you have to bet the full amount uh, of the bonus before you can withdraw funds. But either way, Ham One lets them know that we sent you. You can decline the bonus as well. Get your gamble on. Middle call. John and Bronco Country. Let's ride. Is that working for anybody? Let's ride, baby. Let's ride. Huh? What do you think? You can get Let's Ride t-shirts, actually, already. Russell Wilson, catchphrase, Let's Ride. If anybody missed the Russell Wilson press conference slash interview, NFL Network did a mashup of all his Let's Rides. It's like, let's go. It's like Tom's Let's Go, I guess. Did you see the thing that I reposted to Instagram that the uh, NFL also put up about no. Baron Staley and his new pass rusher? No. I guess he talks about Khalil Mack all the time as like his example of like I've coached Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack. Just all the times he said Khalil Mack since he's been a char- he's been a Charger coach one year and it was like yeah. a match of like twenty Khalil Macks. I coach Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack. I co- when are we Wait, doing wh- Khalil Mack? Where did Brandon Staley coach Khalil Mack? Uh, with the Chicago Bears. He got a start in the NFL with Vic Fangio. So so then he was he in Denver before but it wasn't he in Denver before LA? Or was yeah, he not? He went okay, with he okay. went with Fangio. Yeah. That's a pretty quick rise. Chicago to Denver to the Rams to the Chargers. He fit in a lot during Khalil Mack. His Brown, first year in the NFL. Think career. about this. His first year in the NFL. Khalil Mack's first year with them. Actually, it might have been a second. Maybe he was there and he. So he yeah, made Khalil Mack, really, when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, he did. He did. He did. This is, you know, not a, not trying to shit on Brandon Staley. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Uh, live on YouTube on Sunday afternoon. And um, if you listen to this podcast, that's great. We appreciate it. If you are watching live, subscribe and uh, like the channel. If you, you know, are on YouTube, check out the podcast below. If you're on the podcast, check out the YouTube link in the description. As always, uh, we're both places, so it's good to be here. Easy. Easy peasy. Did we do uh, 
Yeah, I guess our last pod Thursday, we did a podcast, we finished the podcast, and then we did an emergency Devontae Adams podcast like 45 minutes later. And we just, they're both up, so. Yeah, turns out it wasn't even the biggest trade of the week. No. But but, uh, at the time, it was pretty crazy when Devontae, I mean, still is, when Devontae Adams is on the Raiders. I'd say not the biggest trade because Deshaun, but, you know, Devontae's better at his position than Deshaun is at his. Someone argued with me on that, but. No, it's, did you buy that? Yeah, I don't. I didn't think it's. Arguable. And it was a more shocking trade. I and think one Desha- thing, Deshaun not overrated, but like people talk about him like he's closer to top three. Like no, he's like six through nine. There was he a was point starting quarterback on a team that went four and twelve. Again, like the guy. I mean, I'd take him as my quarterback, assuming he's not a serial, you know, sexual assaulter, which is, you know, the, the Browns. You see the you see the Browns put out a statement today. Like we're good. We're good. Yeah, we, talk, we did our due he diligence. Told us, he told us we're good. Well, yeah. If, if you offered me $230 million, there's literally nothing I wouldn't tell you. You know what? I mean, what, what do you think he's going to say? Yeah, actually did it, guys. Uh, you know, Two of them, you know, might come out. Deshaun top five, says Christian on the stream. He is not top five. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom fucking Brady, uh, did I say Aaron Rodgers? You did. Okay, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Uh, who else am I missing? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is a better player than Deshaun Watson. Joe Burrow. Well, I mean, Deshaun hasn't played a year, but I, I'd say they're pretty Tyler? similar. No. Um. Did you say Russ? I did not. Like Russ Russ right now. Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson? You know, he's had a better career than Deshaun Watson. But we're acting like Desha- Deshaun like, throw up some touchdowns. Again, good player. He had one spectacular year. Uh, so did Lamar. Yeah, yeah no, no one's saying he's like 15th. But I mean, just became the highest paid quarterback. Way more than Josh Allen. Would anyone take Josh Allen over... Or Deshaun. Yes, Deshaun. everyone would take Josh Allen over. Yeah, Deshaun. I mean, also pre controversy. Yeah, pre controversy. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the stream, Jets gang says uh, Lamar and better than Watson. That's not what I meant to click on. Uh, yeah, I'm Elliot. Says uh, Izzo and Coach K getting very interesting. Yeah, we've got nine. That that is gives you an idea if you're listening to the recording what we're watching. Uh, the tournament is good. Tournament's very good. We uh, we were locked in. Actually, we we went to uh, Stadium Pub in Walnut Creek on Friday to hang out and watch some games. And um, one thing I'd forgotten about when you're just at a bar and it was, there were a ton of people there, especially like lunch hour. And you could tell it was just groups of like four dudes. Like every table is like groups of two to four dudes. That was it. Right. Sometimes there were six, but that's all every high table is just groups, groups of a few dudes that know each other from the last 30 years and um, or younger. And there was one table with two dudes. One had his laptop out. I couldn't tell if he was betting or working or maybe both. But one thing that was cool about it was when you walked in, like there wasn't a bunch of USC fans. Like I saw Arizona fans around. I saw a lot of Arizona gear. I did not see any USC gear. So I don't think it was USC fans at this bar, John, that we were at. I just think USC Miami was a game that a lot of people bet on because as that game got tight down the stretch, there was just something would happen. And we were both rooting for SC. Something would happen. And just you'd hear like someone over there. Yeah. So, and then as the game got, there was more people yelling, more people yelling. And then, like, in crunch time, there were multiple people screaming at the same time. You kind of look around, and you look to people and be like, well, you got to see them. Be like, ah, two and a half. How about you? I got him at two. 
You know, like that kind of just unity that sports creates in a crowd of people is a beautiful thing. I I missed it and I loved it. Was my favorite part. I, I missed it and I loved it. I enjoyed that. You got to get back to being a sports fan, guy. That's right. You know, us us no, Raider fans, you know, we just we root we root hard. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, Raider Sundays, John. I, I this is this is gonna sound maybe a little crazy, but it's a god honest because you know it, it hit me. I was like, God, I I woke up at like midnight. <laughs> I was just I had boxers on, on in on my Friday bed. Y- yeah, I was like, you didn't give me a ride home, did you? I walked home. <laughs> I offered twice. You're like, I'm good. I was like, all right. Yeah. I, You're like, I, I can thought, walk. I was like, I thought, I thought I walked home. It's not, it's not a very far walk. walk. It's good. not a very far walk. I, like I, park, I, yeah. I, I was pretty confident that I walked home. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't have a car there, so I was walking or Ubering. I, I definitely walked home, but it was, I think those car bombs hit me a little later. We, I was just drinking beer. Three Irish car bombs mixed in with the beers that we were drinking. Yeah. I, was it three or two? Well, it wasn't two. It was if it was if I, I, I not that I was. It might have been four, but it was definitely not two. I can say that confidently. I just felt the spirit. Everyone yeah. talked about St. Patty's Day. It was a day late. It was Friday afternoon. But Absolutely. As, as I told you right when I walked in, and I, I say this to a lot, it, but it's also a reflection of me. Now we got unique jobs. Does anyone work? And then it's also the tournament. So a lot of people, if you, you know, you know, guys that went to bigger schools. I could never related to this because I, I wouldn't even take the day off if Cal Poly was playing. I would just, I luckily I would have the opportunity to watch it wherever I am. But I understand Wisconsin. It's a big deal. Like you, when you went to these colleges, right? That tournament was massive. Your team was always making the tournament and making runs. Like I, I get it. A lot of people take, but it, that place was packed. You, what you showed up twelve thirty. I mean, there was like one seat open. You're lucky that we were lucky. Oh, I was lucky to get, get the table. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was a good time, man. It was. I mean the 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 fr- the Thursday Friday is just I know we talked about it on Thursday's pod but going to a bar on a Friday midday cuz you and I are in agreement on this life philosophy like the drinking that happens from like 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. I prefer that to the drinking that happens like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. without even a question right when I thr- when I thrive <laughs> it's just the sun's out you can go to bed I mean it's just you can sleep great it doesn't kill you the next day as much that to me is the key. Like you're not sleeping until eleven the next day. I don't want to do that. No. So you know where that place time. actually is pretty good too is you can get there Saturday at lunchtime and drink right until the sun goes down and go home <laughs> and just watch you know the, the the midday game and then even a little bit of the afternoon game. It's that that place has a good setup, does it not? Oh, it's great. It's great. You pointed out the, the thing about if we if I ever start had a bar, I'd have multiple entrances that are big, like big double doors or sliding doors, or whatever. That are on opposite sides, so you get a really good airflow too. Like Helps the nice, flow, yeah. Does that's it, a nice it, key? Yeah, good smells. You know, uh, let's see. Sunday did not start great for us. Uh, it's I, I would say college. Now co- these games are long. Like you, uh, who who like North Carolina almost blew that big lead the other day, right? These games are long. Like you'll look up and you think a team's getting pounded, and then it'll be like they're down nine, and there's twelve minutes left. These college games, a lot can happen, but. I feel like you can tell in the first two minutes, like, uh oh, like we got a like this. We just made a good pick or we got a bad pick or like Villanova immediately was like, ah, now did Ohio State have a shot? I guess kind of. I mean, the first game of the day, Illinois, very quickly, it was like, oh, no. And again, they could have won the game, but it would have felt like stealing. You agree with that? Yeah, but, you know, things when it's the less talented team, like we were up against today, Villanova. 
and uh, who you know Houston, who's just been really good the last couple of years. So you just can tell like they have a lot of talent. Like we had UCLA, and so you're just like, can the Gales keep this up? Because they were playing at such a high level, and it's just hard. You just yeah. can tell they start running out of juice. But when you're playing these teams with horses, and, and you've placed the underdog, when you get the wrong underdog, you're like, oh shit, I'm getting fucking pounded here. You know, it's I can't. The percentage of people that bet on St. Peter's had to be slim to none, <laughs> because you know that they they have to be. There is no comparable to college basketball as there is to college football. And college football now is much bigger than college basketball. But this tournament, like I, I, I didn't watch really any college basketball all year long beside like the final Coach K game and the St. Mary's-Gonzaga game that I think Fleming called it. St. Mary's beat him. That was really cool. I, those are the two college basketball games I basically watched start to finish. St. Mary's-Gonzaga at St. Mary's and Coach K's final game. And, and I watched one Kansas-Baylor game. You don't need... The best part about the tournament is you feel the intensity immediately, and obviously a huge part of it is the seeding, and you just get sucked in. But there was... What was the best game so far of the weekend? It was... Uh, who did Memphis play? Gonzaga. That game was incredible. Yeah. That's, that's as good of an entertainment product, like non-NFL playoff game... As you might get all year, like the Masters might not be that good. Like that was riveting. That, that second half was, I mean, the NBA in the playoffs of all their games for two months might have five of those. Like that, that's, that was elite. I mean, I was, that, that, that was fucking elite entertainment. It was. Timmy, I mean, they, I, I didn't watch Larry Bird, but had this Larry Bird feel and then Chet. But then Memphis has all these guys. It's like, God, how the hell is this a nine seed? Yeah. And then you got Penny Hardaway, who keeps asking. I, I'm on a texting with a buddy that used to coach in the NBA. He's like, oh, they just ran Larry Brown's set that he used to run for Rip Hamilton. And you look, Larry Brown's sitting right next to him. Larry was incredible. <laughs> I saw Larry a couple times during the game, I'm like jumping up, yelling at somebody. I'm like, Larry, first of all, full head of hair. White hair, but beautiful head of hair. He's uh, 81. Incredible. But then you also felt like, you know, Fuse only, he's obviously, he's got a squad. Like, you don't want to blow it right here. You're kind of, you, you know, the historical importance yes. of just what he's fighting. Trying you know, to win that first championship. There's nothing like the, the Red Sox haven't won, right? Like the teams who, I mean, now they've won. The Cubs, I'm not saying Gonzaga's the Red Sox or the Cubs, but there's something about it. Like, how many opportunities, how many chances are you really going to get? To win a championship. You see how hard it is. How weird is just, he's not bad. And I'm not going to be a hater. Like, I don't, I'm just going to say he's going to fail in the NBA. But he looks different than anything we've ever seen. This Chet character. I'm kind of betting on him, too. I mean, he's, I mean, he's a true freshman. He needs to put on some weight. But he's pretty skilled. He ain't putting on weight, though, for a while. Right? It's going to take, he's, yeah, he, it's going to take a little while. <laughs> he's going to look like that for several years. But you take him or Wiseman right now. That's cheating. Uh, I, well, yeah, I mean, that's cheating. <laughs> I take, cheating. I take uh, Kofi. How do you, how do you pronounce his last name? Uh, that'd be Coburn, John. Co Coburn. Kofi yeah. Coburn. Oh, the, the, the K is silent. The, the the K is and the C. Uh, do you think the w- Warriors right now would trade Wiseman straight up for Kofi? I mean, I'd like to say yes, part partly to be funny and partly because I think they might. On the other hand, Kofi just we needed him today, John, and he, he did not deliver. In fairness, he felt like one of their only. He's getting triple teams. Yeah, <laughs> it had a little like LSU Shack vibes, and he it clearly is not did. LSU Shack, but he was getting just hammered down there. Like some more rebounds out of him. Yeah, I think I, won't, I, mean, I don't know what he finished with, but 
Houston rebounds. Like I, we're, we're recording this before Arizona plays on Sunday night, but if Arizona beats uh, who they play in the nine seed, TCU, TCU, yeah, they play Houston. Houston is terrifying because they just play so hard. They're better. Arizona's better than them, but Houston just plays really hard and they defend. And they're all they look like a bunch of strong safeties. Feels like we're gonna get a lot of commercials for UCLA North Carolina. That's some brand recognition right there. How great is that? That's a pretty big boy game. What's the best kind of blue? I guess they're similar. Uh Deshaun got traded. We were actually at the bar when Deshaun got traded. Debated going live from the bar, but decided John wasn't comfortable being Jackson Mahomes. Uh, but Deshaun got traded for three ones, a third, a fourth, and a fifth. Honestly, this trade should to the Browns. Trade should feel crazier, but it's just the whole situation overrides the fact that a really good quarterback changed teams. Whether you have him top five or not, he is a top level quarterback. Like, when's he going to play? Is he any good? Is he uh, is he a liability? I mean, it's just it's it's a very weird situation. And I don't know, man. I part of it to me just shows like. I think Stefanski's got his act together and deep it's clearly it's it takes a lot of work to shake the stench of a of just a bad franchise, a franchise that has to take risk. They just gave him 230, 238 fully guaranteed. I don't See, know. I'm not I'm not giving the Browns like that much credit. They got their shit together. They just paid him two hundred thirty million dollars. No, no, I'm not I'm out. just saying I think Stefanski's a real I'm not saying they got him because they got their act together. I'm saying of course the Browns are the ones in this situation. Even yeah. though I think Stefanski's a high level coach and Paul D. Podesta's a smart guy, it's gonna take a lot of work for this not to turn out bad because they are the in part because they're the Cleveland Browns. Like they ended up with this guy. Yeah, I mean and we were talking at the bar as the information was coming out, like they kind of did an FU to the NFL, right? With the way they structured this contract with the million dollar salary next year. Yeah. This year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for this in the 2022 fall, what's your over under on games that he originally gets suspended for? Because he dragged, it, I mean, regardless, I, it hit me last night. And everyone, we're all talking, where does he rank? He did not play a snap in 2021. That's pretty nuts. Right, it's like, well, you missed a season, you know, season five of your career. What happened? Oh, I shattered my ankle. Right? Oh, what happened? Oh, I got my shoulder caught in training camp. It blew. Was out for the year. Oh, got taken out game two. What'd you do, Deshaun? Uh, demanded a trade. Tony Busby versus Rusty Harden. We just sat out the year. Like it's, it's an unprecedented. I don't remember anyone sitting out the year not injury. That's pretty. Cr- it hit me last night. Like that's fucking nuts, isn't? Guys sat out the year. No, and on like, not like uh, Mike Vick in jail. Not Mike Vick in jail. I guess Le'Veon sat out the franchise tag. Calvin, uh, not Calvin Ridley. What's his name? Will be sitting out this year. Calvin Ridley. Oh, it is Calvin Ridley. But he's suspended. You know, non-suspended. He was oh, not okay. suspended. He just sat out the year. Yeah, that's Le- Le'Veon. He took a he took a stand against the franchise tag. He's the he's the one. And how'd that go? Uh, not well. <laughs> no. Now, difference, you know, I'm not saying Deshaun's different. Like, he's, but still, it's, doesn't happen. Non-suspension, non-injury. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. Gave him $230 million? I, I, so, your point being, you can't just assume the guy that played for the Houston Texans the last time he was really good, that's the guy you're getting playing quarterback for you right now? I, I think it's more just like, you're just inheriting a different person than we saw before. Now, he might have been sleeping with those massage therapists at the time that he was thriving in 20. Uh, I think it's clear to say he was. But you, you just, the information has changed, right? 
like you're inheriting something that I, I just think it's it's pretty nuts. And the reason they got him, I think, just speaks to $230 million. It's just that simple. Yeah, yeah. So what's your over-under on games? I said 10. Yeah, I mean, I'd say something like that. I think it's an easy one, too, to be like the NFL. You're not just – I get any credit for last year. Like, that's I, you guys chose to do that. And you got paid. So have you – you know, I also I, – is Jimmy Haslam like the NFL's favorite owner? It's a good – I mean, that's a hell of a question. Flying Jay. I mean, they, is he paying him with uh, stolen trucker money? Uh, Gronk did sit a whole year, says Rob on the stream. He retired. They tried though. to chain me to Detroit. I told him I'm retired. Ah! But to me, I don't. Retirement and comeback is different than what Deshaun. Deshaun didn't retire. Deshaun just refused to play. Uh, no time served. I don't think so. I don't think the NFL is going to view it as time served by any stretch. Nor should they. They don't give a fuck. It, it has nothing to do with guilty or innocent. They, he Deshaun deserves to get. He dragged the NFL, the Shield. Like to me, he fits the bill of like. If you told me to spend him 16 games, 17 games, I wouldn't. I'd be like, I get it. Yeah, I agree. You you don't get to just. Especially when you structure the contract the way it's structured. Yeah, and the way you drive. Could, could they fine him? Who? Like, could the NFL say you're suspended for a year and we're fining you $10 million? Uh, no, because that's like there's, the CBA stuff. There's a, there's a cap on it. Why? No, I mean, there's just union. Could they know, say we fine you in two years when your contract gets good, but this year you can play right away? I mean, you, I, we suspend you in two years? Well, I think he made his mistake because he should have played this year and taken his suspension and got it over with. Because they would they would have suspended him this year. Would they have before there was any resolution? Yeah, you, think. you know, that's the thing. is that Like, we just, like the reason we're here today is because we just had the grand jury a week ago, right? And we're still waiting on all the civil cases. Right, like the reason we have something going on is because of the grand jury. But a lot, and a lot of people, like the NFL, could have, the NFL could have suspended him last year. They didn't. It's not like the Texans put him on the field. Like, yeah, the because Texans it felt like, it felt like he avoided it by not playing, and like we'll just push it out later. Yeah, but to me that. But remember, who it knows? started. I, don't forget, it's it was a it started because he wanted to get traded. Had nothing to do with any lawsuit before anything came out. Remember, he was not going to play for the Texans. He was going to force a trade. Yeah, the trade happened. Remember, he demanded the trade in like January, right? Yeah, like he was going to sit out because he didn't want to play for them. Yeah. What a crazy situation. I know. It's it's really kind of exhausting. And the thing is, it's not over yet, right? Right. Well, that's why the suspension. That that's why he's going to get suspended. You just Roger has proven like you don't you don't get to drag the shield through the mud, and he created this. Like ultimately. It's not. It's not like if he's completely guilty and all he did was have consensual sex, and there's nothing illegal about that. That that ha- other guys got like the the Zeke situation. Some of these other situations where guys were found quote unquote not guilty or nothing happened. You know they, they they've proven that does not matter. Uh, guys get off DUIs all the time, right? Like he didn't technically get a DUI, and the guy right. gets suspended. Yeah, yeah. I I I do wonder if part of the reason now this is gonna I think. Th- I'll say it, then we can debate it. Um, and I said this to you on Friday. Like, I wonder if part of the reason he went for the most money was preparing for the possibility that he's going to have to pay out money. Now you could argue, well, guys go for the most money all the time. And I'd say, yeah, you're right. If someone guaranteed you $230 million to go play in, in Belarus, he might take that. So, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if that mattered. But I do wonder if they're preparing for the possibility that they're, they're going to have to cut some big checks. He already is rich. That's the other thing. Like, he has cash. Who knows? Maybe he's blown it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Just, just uh, spitballing. But uh, that—I mean, you saw they—they—they they, they signed uh, what's his name? 
uh, Jimmy's old backup. But they the also Patriot. traded. It was kind of weird that because they tra- they had they Case Keenum Case. on the team, they traded him and get Jacoby. Jacoby Brissett, yeah. I mean, maybe they just like Jacoby Brissett as a starter more. Yeah, if I got to start ten games, can this guy win a six of the ten? You know, and we don't feel as confident in Case, even though he coached Case or he was an assistant on the staff in Minnesota when Case had that really good year. It's like you could argue is there really that big of a difference between the two? Now they are a very analytically driven team. So maybe there are certain things that Jacoby does that they feel comfortable with in their scheme more than Case. I don't, you know, who knows. Yeah. But it feels like they're kind of in the same tier of player. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Maybe it's just simple as like analytic guy value, we can trade one guy and add a guy without actually losing anything. So it's like boom, add an asset and replace it with a similar player that might be incrementally better. So it's just yeah. a wham-bam move. Uh, also, Baker. they're only paying them $1 million, right? Well, they better. I mean, so they're paying $2 million for the QB room this year? Is that what Jacoby cost? Well, you just said $1 million for... Oh, you're saying... Sorry. You're saying Deshaun for a million. Uh, yeah, I'm saying their quarterback room so, is so cheap. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of the... It might be the cheapest quarterback room in the league. Well, technically, Baker is on the ro- like eighteen million on the roster, right? Eighteen point seven. Let's let's yeah. not forget about that point seven. Point nine, actually. Point nine. Point nine. Yeah, sorry. Point nine. Like I know a lot of people gladly take a nice little point nine. You know, take the point nine. Point nine. <laughs> yeah. So, I actually let's get to Baker, Baker or Jimmy. Uh, before we do that, though, John, let's tell the people about our friends at Indeed. Indeed dot com slash ham. Right now at Indeed dot com slash ham, you get seventy five dollars off a sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash ham indeed.com slash ham. Put your squad together. Yep. And indeed guy is the only job site when you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must have requirements or else you don't pay instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, hoping to find candidates with the right skills. You just need one powerful hiring partner. That's where indeed has you covered with indeed instant match. As soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed, come on, people. Indeed.com slash ham. Plus, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. No matter how the last game went, Anytime you take the field, you got to have a shot of greatness. So give your team the best shot. Get more MVPs on your squad. Starting right now, a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash ham. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash ham for your $75 job credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash ham. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need. Indeed. Indeed. I'm always impressed when a athletics director hires a coach within like three days. You know, bang, one of the got him. Who was? Uh, do you remember the AD's name that hired Mike Leach at Washington State? Yeah, um, was he the uh, Pizza Mo- Hut CEO? Uh, Bill Bill Moose. Bill Moose, and Not they the asked Pizza him. CEO. No, that was that was the Michigan guy, huh? Remember uh, he was at Michigan. Brandon. Yeah, so they. I remember watching the press conference when he was going to go, and they asked him like what are you going to do for a search com- committee? And his response <laughs> is just an all-timer. You're looking at it. And yeah. it was like, I wish more ADs talk like that. Because I know. That's, that's a badass thing to say. Yep. I know. That was a good one. 
He's the one that hired Scott. Uh, did he hire Scott Frost at Nebraska? I think he did. Did he go to Nebraska? Is that where he went? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> Nebraska. Which, you know, was a good hire at the time. You know, It was. Things happen. Um, all right, John. So the question is, who gets traded first? Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo? There was uh, an article Mary Kay Cabot, who covers the Browns, wrote that Baker, the reason they had to get somebody else in there, because Baker was going to, Baker was going to not show up if they didn't get Deshaun, that they actually turned away from Deshaun. They weren't going to get Deshaun. They were going to try and go back to Baker. And um, and that became too difficult to go back to. Now, I think you and I both agree that they didn't want to go back to Baker. Eventually, they go to Deshaun, and they got Baker. So we all know about Jimmy's situation. Here's Baker's. He's 27 years old. He's he's on his fifth-year option, which, like you just said, pays him $18.9 million. And he has something in common with Jimmy Garoppolo in that he's also hurt. He's a hurt guy. Shoulder injury. Uh, I was just pulling up Seattle's cap information. They got some wiggle room. They, they, they have some cap space. And I think that's a big reason. Now, I don't know if they knew this. You know, They, they wouldn't have known at the time what was going to happen with the Browns because no one thought he was going to go to the Browns, so Baker would become available. Because they cut Bobby Wagner and that saved him $20 million. It might have just been simple as like they didn't view. And this is why I had some people DM me. Why didn't Seattle just trade Bobby Wagner? And I I saw some people, like some NFL people. Maybe it was Albert Breer. Like I don't think a lot of people quite understand contracts. Like why'd Robert Woods go for a six and Amari go for a six? Because they make 18 and $20 million. If they had made six And Robert Woods is coming off an injury too. And he's coming up. but, But if Robert Woods even off an ACL... Had was making three million dollars, you probably get a third round pick for him, right? Yeah, or yeah. or Amari Cooper had been making eleven million dollars, you get. If Bobby Wagner was making six million dollars, they could flip him for a third, but he's making twenty. No one was going to trade for him, so you have to cut him. But they do have a team that, and obviously losing Russell, they take a dead cap hit, but they still save a bunch of money. They do have the cap space to inherit Russell Wilson's, or excuse me. Baker Mayfield's 18.7. Because a big difference of these two guys is one guy is $9 million more expensive if you were going to trade straight up for him. Now, what is your value of, you know, I think Seattle is the one team that fits the bill of, you know, they might overlook some of his cocky, people don't really like him. right? Not not over-overlook it. They might like it. Pete might like it. Yeah, I think he would. And we know the GM doesn't mind drafting a short quarterback. True. I saw um, a little more, a little more mobile, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm not. He is not Russ. Don't get me wrong. No, Shield Kapadia of the Athletic, who covered the Eagles or covers the Eagle, covered the Eagles, now is national NFL writer, but covered the Seahawks. So I think this matters because he has some sense of Seattle. This is what he wrote: They can say what they want about Drew Locke, but I refuse to believe Seattle's going to put Locke out there as the starter week one. The Seahawks could easily talk themselves into being competitive with Mayfield next year and figuring it out. Now, of course, Baker has informed John the Browns that the Colts are his uh, desired destination. So, cool, cool on that. You, you, I said a while ago, I'll say it again. I, I think you tend to zig after you zag. After you have a hard-ass coach, you go to a, a coach that loves guys up. Uh, how could you? How could you, as Indianapolis, go right back to Baker? It'd be one thing if if it had never leaked. The adult, I think the Browns hurt themselves. Jimmy Haslam or whoever told more adult in the room because no one would think they were nuts for going and getting like the talent, right? 
for saying we'd rather have Deshaun than Baker from a just a talent standpoint. And it'd be like, no one would think, oh, they must hate Baker if they got Deshaun. They might just think, oh, they tried to upgrade because they're in a tough spot with Baker. I Yeah, I agree. But by making it clear that Baker is a it's bad a apple, wherever you want to okay. say, a loser, like it, it has made it more difficult for them. Now, maybe the Colts already know everything that the Browns know. But how could you possibly know everything? I mean, the Colts just got Carson. Didn't wouldn't you say the 49ers went out of their way? Now, again, it was true, but really went out of their way over the last year to prop up Jimmy. Yeah. And stand by Jimmy and support yeah. Jimmy. And I think Jimmy had a thing, the situation with Trey Lance, that was an opportunity for him to show I'm a professional here. And he did. The one thing you would say is Baker's again, to me, Baker has to go to Seattle. And I saw Mike Lombardi tweet out this weekend. And again, this is right when it happens, you're going to hold a higher value that the Browns let everyone know they need a second day pick for Baker. And his take was basically like, that's laughable. One, you just hurt his value by saying he's a slapdick. And two, he's not under contract and he's not good enough to be like, well, we'll just figure it out. Like his non-contract for several years is a deterrent for a guy like, I don't, you know, like I'm not trading you much for someone I don't even know that much about. If anything, he's the arrow's pointing the wrong way, injured character guy. So to me, Seattle is the one team that makes all the sense. I, I don't see any other team that makes any sense for Baker Mayfield. If he doesn't go to Seattle, I don't know where he goes. I, I, I really don't. Because I, I do not see Frank, ba- Frank and uh, th- they just got rid of Carson, who fit the same bill and who was better than Baker. Now, the, I would the, the Saints would maybe still be in the mix if you told me you know Mickey and Sean loved Baker Mayfield. And there were rumors, right, for years, probably starting right around 16, 17, as Drew was getting older, how they were always like, they love this guy. They love like they were clearly just sniffing around. So Mickey is going to have a specific take now in our limited interaction with the guy, and not like he has that much juice, but he's now the head coach. Baker Mayfield does not seem like a Dennis Allen guy at all. So I can see Dennis pushing against that. No, especially I mean, James, Dennis would have an opinion on Jameis. He might just think he's a likable. Went against guy, him know. every day in practice, right? Yeah, um, two years or one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two. Because he was the backup two years two ago, years right? Ago. And then he came back to be the starter this year. Yeah. Um, I, I think the other problem is like Baker's in this position where he needs to do the the uh, Trubisky thing. Like, I'll go be Josh Allen's backup. But he's making $18.7 million. He can't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if they didn't have his fifth-year option, he'd probably, for his career, he might be in a better spot. Now, I would always rather make he would have he would have been million. a free he would have been a free agent if they hadn't would have been a free agent and maybe he ends up in Seattle and that's not a terrible spot for him and you know he makes nineteen million dollars so that's also not terrible but I'm with you like ideally you'd say okay come to I mean pick a spot that that might make sense if he was making nothing where he'd go rehab like Kansas City I don't know go rehab a little bit. Just chill out, rehab, just show people, rehab physically, show people you can be a part of a team, and you'll get what Mitchell got. Like, you just play a couple games, make a couple nice throws. Someone will, someone will sign you next year. Patriots liked him a lot. Kind of an awkward thing if they like Mac would, would be to bring in Baker for $4 million, but yeah. The, the Rams behind Stafford, just do something normal. Just do a place that's just credible. The Chiefs make a lot of sense. Behind Brady would make a lot of sense, right? Denver might be weird. Um, 
Yeah, but you're right. I don't if he's not on the Seahawks, and that's the thing is he just he but he costs eighteen point nine million dollars. Yeah. To me, if Sam Darnold was making like five million dollars, they're so desperate. I could see them, but Sam Darnold makes his fifth year option money. So you, you can you have two guys from the same draft on their fifth year option and let them just battle it out? You technically could talk yourself into it. You know, that was not cra- I mean, here's the thing. What are they, this goes back to what you said. So I'm the Browns. I'm on the phone with David Tepper and the Panthers. And I'm like, all right, we want a third. And the Panthers are like, screw you. And you're like, well, what did you just trade for Sam Darnold last year? You traded a second and a fifth. So you're telling me Baker, who better than Sam Darnold career so far, isn't worth a third after you traded a second and a fifth last year for, for Darnold. And he said, we regretted it immediately. <laughs> I know. Now, the, the, the one thing with Seattle, because Seattle clearly been sniffing around with quarterbacks forever. The Panthers general manager is a Seattle guy, longtime Seattle guy. So who, it is hard to know. Kind of crazy how Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield's careers, you know, it just shows you, and we talked about this last year in the draft, at the time, like the excitement in Cleveland, the excitement with the New York Jets getting Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. And now four or five years later, it's like, those guys aren't sniffing contract extensions, and I say both of them, like their teams that currently have them, would do anything if they didn't have their fifth-year options. Would do anything. And Josh Allen is just a superstar. Seventh, everyone thought the Bills were insanity. Josh Rosen is hanging on to the NFL by a thread, and Lamar Jackson, who barely went in the first round, won an MVP. I mean, just you know, at the time, it's like, oh my god. Trevor Lawrence can't miss. We could look in a couple years in Trevor Lawrence's career. Just now, again, he's better, more talented, but you just never know. You know, injuries, weird shit. Just th- these are humans in sports. It's, this isn't. These aren't widgets on an Excel spreadsheet. Like things change quickly, really quickly. Yeah, yeah, fast. All of a sudden, you're like in any draft, right? You're like, oh my god, Aaron Donald at eleven. Is this the greatest player ever? Like three years later. How did he fall to 11? But at the time, everyone's like, you know, he's kind of short. Is he really that? Totally. You just do not know. Like, where, how, where is... Uh, uh, Howie uh, Roseman took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. He went now, the, you know, the Vikings laughed. But they're both fired. Howie's got an extension. I texted you this today, and I actually mean it. Do you think Howie Roseman has ever considered hiring Jay Wright in some capacity? I bet they've just. Ta- I bet he's brought him over there and talked. I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure Jay doesn't Jay make like seven eight. Yeah, Jay makes good money. All right, so who gets traded first, Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield? That's the question we're trying to answer here. I mean, Baker Mayfield. I think I bet Feels Baker like, Mayfield. Right? My guess would be the next couple of days because now it's like, don't you want to? They they have Jacoby on the roster. It feels like they'll bring in. You know, I could see them even like draft a guy in the seventh round, right? Because they're ultimately going to need a young guy. Once Deshaun start making huge money, if they like a guy in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, to just have a young guy around Deshaun. Jacoby's like a short term deal. Feels like Baker's traded in the next forty eight hours. I think the one challenge with it, Seattle specifically, is you and I just watched that Seattle Seahawks press conference last week. Pete, like it's one thing to say I love Drew Lock, and then several months later, Drew Lock isn't your starter. It's number another one pick, just- number one pick in the draft, though you're going to get. To me, it's like Baker. It's if Baker was like a fifth, he was the number one. Pick I'm just in the draft. my point is he just sat there last week and said, "Drew Locke, amazing," and the next week he's going to trade for Baker. But, but he but he also said in there, in fairness, like you know they they might bring back Geno competition. Like no one, he didn't name Drew Locke the starter. 
I, I think it's easy if you you'd be like, this guy was the number one pick in the draft. We had him as a top five player. We had the opportunity to, and we traded a fourth round pick for him. Yeah, I think if Baker gets traded to the Seahawks, then then we're down for the for Jimmy Garoppolo. Then we're down unless Kirkman missing somebody. We're down to the Saints, the Panthers, and the Colts, right? And I don't know that the Panthers like it. Feels like the Colts, John, have to get a quarterback this year. They do not have a quarterback. Like they it's pretty like nuts. like uh, uh, Sam Ellinger cannot be their quarterback week one. There's not a rookie that can be their quarterback week one. Yeah, they're fucked. So I mean, I think I, is that why the Niners are holding strong? It it probably is, but you know, candidates are falling off. the The good thing for the Niners would be Baker going to Seattle because Seattle is not a Jimmy Garoppolo destination. If Baker were to go to Indy, it'd be pretty devastating to the uh, the brain trust that have held on this long. And it would be a really crazy reflection, right? Because it'd be like, guys, how are you going from Carson to Baker? What are you it'd be doing? a weird move for Indy, too, for sure. But I could see Indy going, younger guy, we're going to do the same thing we did last year with Baker, try and do it again, except this time we'll do it well. We'll get the most out of this guy. We believe in ourselves. Baker was a good quarterback in 2020. We can make him a good quarterback again. You know, talking yourself into it seems a little nuts, but Eric on the stream asked, uh, I tried to find a dark horse team who would come out of nowhere for Jimmy, and I'm not sure I could find one. Could you guys? I mean, he's saying dark horse, so you're going to have to make the case. I'll make the case for one. What about the Detroit Lions? Their coach last year called out Jared Goff on at least one occasion, right? His comp- Not like Jared. I mean, like kind of felt like he was challenging his competitiveness. Now, I do think Jared played well after that. I don't know if you're looking up his final numbers or not. Doesn't seem like that would make sense to me in the front. I'm, but if we're looking for dark horse teams, they're hard to find. We just assume Goff is going to be the Lions quarterback again. What if the Lions wanted to make a change? What would their options be? Well, how would they make a change, though, guy? I, the numbers I'm looking up would be the main number that matters. And that's he has What's his dead cap? Million, $41 million. Okay. So that's not an option. I, it's just hard to find. It's hard to find. Uh, dark horse teams for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, because Carolina's not a dark horse. New Orleans not a dark horse. The Colts are not a dark horse. Yeah, I just don't think they exist. Yeah, well, that was the guy's question. It's like, can, can you make the case? I mean, can you? No. Yeah. I think the list is the list. And it Golf feels is- like it's really just Indy and, and New Orleans, as long as Jameis is not there. Um. All right. We did an emergency podcast the other day after Devontae Adams got traded to the Raiders by the Packers. And uh, just a wild, wild story. And I think, um, you know, the last few days have been spent by uh, by us, at least, with Raider fans uh, that we see or that uh, are in our DMs declaring the the uh, the uh, I wouldn't say they're declaring the AFC West one, but understandably, they're pretty fired up. Hell, I'm pretty fired up for them. I think this is going to be one of the biggest stories in the NFL this year. Partly because it's Devontae, partly because they got Chandler. It's Josh McDaniels' return. And who knows, by the time the season starts, Derek Carr might have a new contract. It's pretty incredible the amount of attention, deserved attention the Raiders are going to be getting for the next several months. And do you know who else is really fired up? The Fresno Mark State Davis. football oh. uh, Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts and just the program. Like, it's a really big deal for the football program to have these two guys combined, right? I mean, it's the two best players in the NFL from the program, and now they're fucking teammates. And they're best friends, and they have some of the most historic moments with the thing. I I, I just think that the we were talking about before we hopped on the hype on this team is going to be bigger than it's been since Derek's been there, and I think it exceeds anything Gruden had. 
because I think it was pretty clear early on a lot of people didn't take Gruden that seriously after he made some moves and some of his early draft picks. People kind of pulled back before he'd ever had like won any games in those first couple years. I think people's opinions of him change fast. Now Del Rio made the playoffs and the expectations on that team returning the next year were really high. Yeah. Talking about winning the division, talking about being a Super Bowl type team. Now Derek was coming off a major injury, but by the time training camp happened, he was healthy. But that was a disaster. I mean a complete disaster of a season. And ultimately Jack Del Rio got fired at the end of the season for John Gruden. And you have to wonder like I know Mark had said since time passed, like I was gonna make that move whether we were a good team or a bad team, if John was willing and I Jack kinda knew that. But I think it's pretty clear, like it was go it was getting ugly. I think the expectations for this team are gonna be stupid because factoring in two things, they made the playoffs last year. They beat the Chargers in a must-win game. And, you know, they did it with an interim coach. The difference, like, you would say Josh is a huge upgrade. One thing that was pretty clear with Rich, Josh is going to be the play caller. So he, and if he can just bring his a play calling ability, like, that's, a, that's an upgrade. Like, Josh is one of the best play callers in the league. But you would say one of Rich's redeeming qualities was, like, he was an excellent just leader of the program. And you would say going back to Josh and just the New England guys in general, not their GMs. Their GMs are proven to be fucking wheelers and dealers. Casario, Ziegler, Jason Light, uh, my guy J-Rob in Tennessee. I mean, they're GMs. You know, actually, Pioli kind of resurrected his career with with Dimitrov. Yeah, he... And Dimitrov. Dimitrov. So Belichick clearly tells those guys some stuff. He doesn't teach his coaches. So, to me, can Josh... Now, I would say this. They haven't played anything. It does feel like Josh pretty comfortable in his own skin when you just watch I, I him would like, agree. sit down with Chris Sims or whoever just in these settings. I, I saw him on with Dan Patrick, and I was like, he maybe he figured this out because this is a different guy, and if he's that guy, then he'll be rich. But... That to me is a question until you see it. But I, I'll, I, I'm not, try, I'm not talking shit at all because I, I, he does feel like a different person than Brian Flores, who I had so many people tell me after the combine, like, man, the stories we were hearing from the Miami people, glad to get him out of the building. Mm. Patricia, people couldn't stand him. Joe Judge, completely over his head. You know, Josh has a redeeming quality, like Flores. Like Flores can coach D. Josh can coach O. The question with these guys is like, can they hand? Remember, Patricia was like telling the reporter to sit up straight. It's like, what do you even do? Like, Patricia, you look like a slob. Yeah, what are you talking about, bro? You don't use that pencil. Jo- Josh doesn't feel like that right now, based off the interviews I've seen him. It's just he feels like a very, very. He knows what he's getting himself into, and he, he's ready for it, which is a good thing. But I would say the one thing, Rich, his redeeming quality was just like felt like a grown up in the room. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, to make the you, they need more than that in the AFC. Like, you can't just be solid to make the playoffs in the AFC, right? A grown up in the room stabilizes you a little bit, and they did make the playoffs. But to really compete in this division, especially you, you're gonna have to be dynamic. And now it feels like the Raiders aren't just gonna be good. The expectation is they're gonna do it with style points. Like they're gonna be cool, right? Like that's part of it. I think that's part of the expectation. And you go back, like. Derek is going to be an MVP preseason MVP candidate. Like that chatter is going to happen. Um, he's been one before. I mean, he finished. I looked, just looked. He finished third in the AP voting for the MVP back in 
I mean, the MVP voting, I should say, back in 2016 with 28 touchdowns, six picks. Because I think people are going to expect – are they is he going to a career high for touchdowns this year? I mean, he's through 32 a second year. That's You'd say if he gets 31 and, and eight, that's a pretty good year, right? I, I would I would say in the modern day of football, I think you know if you're going to be a 34? 35, 40 million dollar quarterback, yeah, I mean I, I think 35 to 40. Now, if Devontae and Darren Waller play every game, I, I think it's could they not have 24 touchdowns between the two of them? Like they both feel like double digit touchdown guys, and Renfro's a five six guy, so boom. All of a sudden, you're in your low 20s with two guys, and then you're already at 26, 27 with three guys. To me, that's pretty realistic. I mean, he's a top three tight end. The best was nine last year. To me, that number comes down a little bit with Devontae. Uh, but, you know, because to me, Devontae is going to take some of those. I agree, but like. doesn't, doesn't it feel like Renfro actually in the red zone, Josh is going to like him? Yeah. But I think he's going to like Waller and Devontae a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's how many... But somebody think, in the but, but think about, like, the once, once Ruggs thing happened, and remember, Waller missed a bunch of games. Like, Derek... Yeah. It was actually pretty crazy how dominant Renfro could be. It's like, hey, guys, he's their best fucking player. I would try to cover this guy. And he was killing people. If Renfro gets nine touchdowns with these two guys, I mean, are we talking about 38 touchdowns? Because to me, Devontae's got 10. Like, they are, he's thrown to Devontae. And Waller's just such a good player. Like health is a question with him after last season. But you would say if Darren Waller gives you fourteen plus games, he's getting you seven, eight touchdowns minimum, right? Yep. I I I think I'd say thirty five touchdowns feels realistic. I think they, it's realistic. They, what do the Patriots also do? They throw little wheel routes to running backs a lot. So yep. that's a Brady special for 32 yards. Yeah. Screen passes. There's going to be some trick plays in there. Derek's going to lose. There's going to be a touchdown or two that the Raiders will throw. That won't be Derek that threw it. Right. Josh well, loves whoever, a couple of those. Yeah. To me, if Devonte can throw, they have a double pass on like a guy running back, like Waller pretends to block quick screen. Then Waller goes and he throws across the field deep to Waller. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's a Patriot special. But I think this is the point of of like the overarching conversation right now with the Raiders for the next several months is going to be not are they going to be good, but how good can they be, right? In a division that's just really tough. Like on this, this question comes, uh, blah, 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 where did this go in the stream? From Marcus, Raiders over under 10, 10 wins next season. If it's under, is it a failure? It'll I mean, I'd like say a it's a failure because nine wins doesn't get you the playoffs in the AFC. So yes, I'd say it, I'd also say it feels like a failure. They won ten games last year when their coach got fired on Monday night. They had their star wide receiver killed someone is in jail, and they figured out a way to win ten games. Now Point. it and was ten a crazy, is the new nine. Ten is the new nine. Now you add Devonte Adams and Chandler Jones. Now to me, you don't need to win thirteen, fourteen for it to be a success. Like you can go ten and seven and be a wild card team. Given the division, that would feel successful and look better. Like you could look. Like, they didn't look – they really made the playoffs on grit and kind of craziness and just remarkable will, right? They could make the playoffs this year 10-7 and seven or 11-6 and six off way more talent and, like, damn, right? But have a very similar record. Yeah, I think – I mean, they, they won multiple overtime games, guy. To the, wasn't it the Cowboy game, the Browns game? 
I think they were four and one in overtime last year. I remember hearing that stat late in the season. What was the what was the Zay Jones touchdown? Was that an overtime or regulation touchdown? To who? The, the like pop pass to Jay, not pop, but I guess like the high lofting touchdown walk off to Zay Jones. What game was that? It's a good question. Early know. in the year. No, it would have been later in the year because Zay was right. Oh, I guess post rugs. You're right. It would have been right after rugs. I don't know. But uh, here's who they play next year. Okay. Obviously, the division, which to me, I do think they'll beat the Broncos once. They'll beat the Chargers once. I, I expect that. Um, at least they play the Jags. Oh, you're, you're right. It was Ravens. Oh, the Ravens. Oh, was that Monday night? That was, the, was that the opener? Yeah. That was a hell of a guy. That was, that was crazy. Um, they play the Texans. They play the Colts who don't have a quarterback, home games. They play the Cardinals at home. They play the Niners at home. Um, they play at the Titans. They play at the Seahawks. Okay. They don't have, I mean, they're going to, you and I are both low on the Seahawks. They play New England at home. They play at New Orleans. They play at Pittsburgh. I mean, they're going to be favored in a lot of these games that if you had said a year or two ago, they're going to Pittsburgh, they're going to Seattle. Those games feel different than they feel right now. I agree. Yeah. So uh, over ten wins. I mean, but they're just gonna, the expectation is going to be really high. Now the major difference is, is last year they swept Denver, and I think both times they went into into Denver, the Raiders felt like they had the better team. That's not going to feel that way anymore. And while they split with the Chargers, I think a lot of Raider fans didn't take the Chargers that seriously. Like the Chargers are going to be taken more seriously this year. <laughs> I mean, they just have they have one of. The, to me, the Chargers have a top two or three roster on paper right now. Now, that does not, their franchise and their head coach, you know, I'm not a Brandon Staley guy, but their roster on paper is fucking unreal. And, and part of it is like, they still, even with all their moves, they still have their first round pick. So if they can turn that first round pick where they miss the playoffs, what if they can move back three or four spots and maybe add another pick? Like all of a sudden they could have several draft picks to go along with, they're running back their offense, they need to add a bigger back. They added Khalil Mack, a defensive tackle from the Rams who's good, and J.C. Jackson. So their defense is just going to be better. And their quarterback is just gets better. Yeah. So it's just, you know, in that game, for example, the game they won, which was, you know, one of the most dramatic games of the year, right? That week 18 game after the Niners had just beat the Rams. That was sweet. little stretch of football there for about eight hours. Put this into context because I think a lot of Raider fans say, "Oh, Herbert," and we get this a lot. You guys just, and it might not even just. I think people, if you're not a, you feel he gets overhyped. That game that the Raiders won, thirty-five to thirty-two in overtime. Derek was twenty and thirty-six for one hundred and eighty-six yards. Because sometimes I, I forget this, but I just when you look at the numbers, Herbert threw four hundred yards. I think Justin in that game was, it was not his fault. You know, I mean, it was his defense was a joke, and his mm. coach was reckless. Yeah, the Raiders won the game, and you know, benefited from being at home. Now, you could argue if that game would have been so far, it probably would have been a heavy Raider fan too. But I just think that team is like. But my point is, those games against the Chargers and the Broncos, the margin for error was already small when the when the Chargers and Broncos weren't playoff teams. It's just going to be very, very difficult. And yeah. you're like, well, the Chiefs haven't done that much, which is kind of true. But Juju be, for two point seven or whatever that number is. But the other thing is, guy, uh, the Kansas City Raider games were 
One game was 48 to 9, and the other was 41 to 14. So uh, you do the math. That's uh, about 89, 9, and 14 is 89 to 21 is the total score. Okay. So, if, you know, those the, the analytic guys, they like to do uh, point differential. Yep. Yep. Pretty big gap there. That's that's not good. That's, that's, that's a lot of points to shrink. <laughs> uh, I, I think that, that Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr should be a good match um, and the Devontae thing. But, you know, in terms of they're going to have a lot of expectations on him. Derek's going to have high expectations. Josh is going to have – there's no honeymoon period here, I don't think, for Josh McDaniels. And – I think I I think they at least have the background to be prepared for it. I mean, Josh last was a head coach in 2010. It was a long time ago. I mean, Derek Carr long was time. redshirting at Fresno State that year, and you, you and I know this. But Derek didn't redshirt his first year; he redshirted his second year at Fresno State. But de- that's how long ago it was. So that's how long it's been. Josh has been a, back to an assistant coach, waiting to become a head coach again. My point is. He's been waiting a long time. He's been through a lot. I would think he's going to be pretty deliberate. Derek, been in the league now eight years, finally played in a playoff game for the first time this last year. Like these guys are both in positions to be able to handle expectations. Um, even though the Raiders have not, and and Josh McDaniels as a head coach have not dealt with years and years of expectations and that kind of pressure. But I think when you've been through a lot of failure or waiting for your chance, working for your opportunity, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, there's the possibility that you are ready for these types of things. So in, in theory, these guys should be ready to to kind of do this together and they should be comfortable with one another, given that they've both been waiting for this, to have this opportunity in front well, of them. Well, you, you would say that Josh and Devontae knows what it's like at the peak of the, you know, top of the mountain, right? Yeah. Devontae's been on one of the best teams since he showed up in the league. They have been in several NFC Championship games. He's never played in a Super Bowl, but he's been right there, right, several times and in playoff game. Played a ton of playoff games, and obviously Josh has been part of one of the great dynasties we've ever seen. Now, not as the head lead guy, but as the right hand man. Like it was always like Josh was Bill's number two. It was it was basically Bill, Tom, and Josh. Like Josh, you know, always felt like part of the group at the highest part of it, right? And Bill made it feel like that with him, and so did Tom. So I think the interactions with Tom made it feel that way too. Like the ones that we saw, like clearly there was a Tom relied on Josh McDaniels, right? And it was very I think clear. Part of what helped Bill O'Brien too. When you say it was very clear too, now obviously Bill has influence, and if he wants a play call, but like Josh was calling the offense, like that was Josh's offense, right? You know, and to me, I I, I do think Devonte is just. I've seen him in huge games fucking dominate. Like, when when Devontae stepped on the field with Aaron Rodgers, like, they had everyone looking at them. He knows what it's like to have a target on your back. He's been a top receiver in the league for half a decade now, right? Every yeah. game he goes in, that entire defense has spent the entire week, how do we stop 17? So, to me, those two are going. The question is, like, I, I would say Derek would probably say, I felt pressure for my whole career. I just That's you just naturally do as a quarterback. But th- this is, to me, a throwback to, I guess he fought it with Gruden, trying to prove his worth to John, right? But that was different than, like, they, they weren't even getting close to the playoffs up until this year. Remember, they had missed it back-to-back years by, like, several games. It was like, it felt like they were close, but they actually weren't. I just think, too, like, Gruden is, Gruden turned out to be a roller coaster. His team, yeah. like, it was not, the Raiders are solid, their low martyr, their low watermark is they're a C plus team, and they're just going to play like that 
all year long. They were all over the place. They'd be last year. I thought I'm now last year was not a good example, but every year it felt like they're good. They're not. They're good. They're not. What are they? And I do wonder if now there's just going to be a higher baseline of what they are. Well, some stability. But again, so much happened. But the week he got fired, they started three and oh, they beat the Ravens in that crazy game. Monday Night Football. They go and they kind of take it to the Steelers. And then they win a good game uh, against the Dolphins. They're three and oh. Then, guy, they lose to the Chargers. I think it might have been a Thursday night game. Then the following week, they kind of get worked by the Bears. So it's like, what? That was a great example of like, what is going on? You beat the Ravens and the Steelers. And then all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, you're getting fucking punked by the Bears at home. What was the date on that game? The Bears game? Yeah. That would have been 10 10 21. Okay. So they they lose the Bears game the next day, Monday Night Football he gets fired, resign whatever. Pretty and then crazy. How fast Rugs was was like three weeks later. Yeah, two Rugs weeks was later, no, I just I just looked. it was November third. So Rugs like a or month somewhere later. like that November second November third November fourth. John would have been the thing that happened to John was ten eleven twenty one. Okay, because that following week they they beat Denver. Where it, they it might have they might have had a buy, they might have had a buy, and then they played. I remember Denver. feeling good about them that week, because remember they were coming off a buy, and it was like this is they just was a rally troop. We bet on them. That was a that was a ham. We bet on the Raiders week. a lot last year and against. We did both. They burned us against the Colts. I remember. Yeah, we had some we had some whiffs with them too. But Bears game was two days after the email leak. Oh, that's right. Was it a little? Says Mario on the stream. Was it a little weird? Was that Bears game a little weird? That's Must not have been. true. They, they, their, we, their, first, their first game after the leak was a win. Bears no, game no, no, was no, no, after the leak. no, no, no. He's saying the Bears. He's saying it leaked. They play the game. Then Gruden gets fired. Then they win. But remember the leak. It was just kind of a weak leak. Remember there was just John was part of it, but it wasn't like that weird. I, remember. I thought like when it got weird, it was like a Friday or something like that. Yeah, just one thing came out that John was a part of, but then you're saying they came won that Monday game night. that weekend. No, they lost that game. He's right. Okay, I, I see what he's saying. Something came out about the football team and Gruden on a Friday. But it wasn't, it was kind of weird, but it wasn't that weird, I remember thinking. And then Monday night, after the Bears game, the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal does like quadruples down on everything he had said. Gay That's, people, yep. all the sexual stuff, right? Him and and what's his name? Uh, Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen. So like... Every email came out. So I think maybe they threw it out there thinking he'd get fired or something would happen, but then nothing happened. He coached Marcus, the game. Mark was weird. like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Who, how right. could Mark not have known? Friend. If you had told Mark this is where it would end up, he would have would have fired him on Saturday that week, that week right? Like, he ended up with Chandler Jones, Devontae Adams, well, Ziegler, but, I, but I would say, you know, and get out of the money, he would have waited. I think it worked out well. That's true. That's true. He, he wouldn't want to do it uh, without Gruden. Was Gruden suing him or is he just suing the league? I don't know. They did keep Deuce on. Deuce Gruden. Maybe there's a, there's a little uh, scratching back. You scratch my Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't ask for your $70 million and I won't fight yeah, you. Hey, look, can we do a 15? What's it worth and, to you? Yeah, 15. And, and this is a once a Raider, always a Raider. Deuce Lifetime Raider. 500K? 500K like, for why, life. Why is Deuce making $3 million? <laughs> uh, annual raises of 700 grand. <laughs> 
like Josh McDaniels. Josh, we will offer you the job, but you must keep Deuce Gruden. Raiders, I mean, right now, right now, if you had to set the line right now, Raiders Niners in Vegas, what is the line? Uh, you want to say Raiders minus one and a half, don't no, you? No, I was, I was, you know, if it was a week one, I think the Raiders would be like minus three. You know, if you give me week week ten, what if fucking Trey looks good? You know, I could be lower. Who knows, right? I'd say week one. If that's week one game, Raiders Niners Vegas. I'd say it's minus three. Uh, Deuce is gone. Says a comment on the stream. Is that the no? He's, no he's not. They just, they just Deuce announced is still he was there on the team. Yeah, we're talking about the Deuce Gruden here. Yeah, still on the still on the roster. I saw they tweeted out the deal. He was on the team. All right, Deuce isn't gone. Uh, John, before huh? Do surprise. Before we go any further, let's tell the people about our great friends at butcherbox.com slash ham, where you get meat, 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 ground beef for life for free, 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 free at butcherbox.com slash ham. Yep. Uh guy, I the steaks are fantastic. Uh the, the chicken is awesome. They have sent us, honestly, the ground beef. Once you get the ground beef and once you set it up for life. Yes. Can you imagine the things you can make with it? What do you want to do? You want to do tacos? You want to do burgers? You want to do a little of your mom's favorite chili? You know, do you want to do, a, oh, you you want to do a little breakfast for the family? Let's do Did a little. you say burritos? Uh, you can do burritos. You could do a little. I like, breakfast. A, I like a little eggs. You know, you put some meat in there. All of a sudden, you got some omelets. Mm-hmm. Or you could do a big, big scramble for everybody. Get some protein up in everyone's belly. Want them to be healthy. How about that, guy? How about that? Yeah. How about some carbonara? Oh. You know, a little meat sauce. Right. That's always one of my favorites. Each box contains eight to fourteen pounds of meat, depending on the box you choose. That's enough for twenty-four individual meals. And right now, when you sign up. ButcherBox is giving new members free ground beef for life. Now, what does that mean? That means every box you get will have two pounds of ground beef for free in it for the life of your membership. So you're getting your 100% grass-fed beef, your free-range organic chicken, your wild-caught seafood. Okay, you're, you're getting all of this from ButcherBox's meat partners with the highest standards for quality. Yep, yep. And you're getting GB for life. I might make that my license. Vanity plate, GB number four, L-Y-F-E. GB yep. for life. If this you see chance, GB guy. for life on uh, you know, a car driving around town on a on an 87 Camaro, that's me. Yep. Butcher Box giving new members free ground beef for life, like he says, plus get a $10 off coupon. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham. Get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. Plus a $10 coupon, $10 off coupon. Log on to butcherbox.com slash ham right now. Butcherbox.com slash ham. Go claim this deal. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on prize picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to league of legends and everything in between it's really simple to play you make your picks submit an entry in less than 60 seconds i'll do it at halftime of a basketball game and i also have some season-long 
more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. I like uh, Robert Woods, Bobby Trees, best nickname in the league, John, best nickname in sports, traded to the Titans. Rams have extended Matthew Stafford, no surprise. Uh, reported as a four-year, $160 million contract. Rap sheet says it's basically three years, $129 million. Uh, so $43 million a year for Matthew Stafford. Uh, Johnny Hecker gone. I know we were all – I was pins and needles for that one. But um, – what do you think Stafford does for – does Stafford change the way you look at uh, Sean McVay, uh, Monday Night uh, Football rumors? And I guess Monday Night Football – it's not Monday Night Football. Aikman took the job. So, uh, But does Stafford change the way you look at the Rams now that he's got a contract? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess Monday Night Football's off, but Fox, you know, there doesn't feel like going to have a huge swinging dick in there. And even Amazon, Herbie, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll just try it out and not like it. So, you know, it's not totally dead, but it does feel like Stafford's come in the last year of his deal. But listen, this is my issue with the Niners not being super aggressive is like the Rams are always wheeling and dealing. They, they wheel and deal. Now, the Stafford thing, clearly they were going to extend him. But think how fast it was like, damn, done. Like it wasn't even like it happened pretty quickly. And ultimately, it is it to me the the I hate APY. It is so irrelevant. It is so irrelevant. It's like, how do you pay Devontae 29 million? He got 67 million dollars. How do you pay Matt Stafford? It's not actually for they gave him because Stafford was making whatever 28 this year, which and they just extend three years on the contract and then fake years at the end, but it's like He's under contract at a team-friendly number, right? Because the, the, the true guarantee was like 135. So Deshaun Watson just got 230. This guy gets 135. And Bobby Trees, you know, I like Bobby Trees. A fantastic move by the Titans. But they didn't just trade him to, like, focus on uh, Tutu Atwell. Like, they, they added Allen Robinson. So now they got out, and, and Bobby Trees had been injured for a long period of time, right? So they know what it looks like without him. So now they got Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, and they still got Higby. Like, that's that's pretty damn good. Now, I like, you know, Ayuk. He's the worst, but obviously Debo Kittle. Like, you can go toe-to-toe with them. But they have a huge advantage at quarterback right now, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> right now the Rams, under no circumstances, would trade straight up. Matt Stafford even had his number for Trey Lance. They would say no. The Niners, without hesitation, would say yes. Well, they tried to do that first last year, right? Yeah. And Kyle was Kyle didn't get the call. So I think they have a lot of similarities in the two teams, right? We've seen it. Like I mean, they fucking they have a lot of equals. Uh, I think their coaches both have some flaws when it comes to like in-game stuff. They're great play callers. Sean McVay's blowing timeouts. Kyle has been very hit or miss at the end of games and end of halves. Now, you can say that's Jimmy, but it sure as shit ain't going to change hey, your one on a trade. I would, I, would, I would say they've actually got they, – they were better at the end of halves last year. They, they, they actually scored some points at the end of halves last got year. Got a little more aggressive a couple times, but yeah. it felt like a couple of those were like – Part of it, their you season – took a slant 30 yards – you know. Well, yeah, it's always dependent on that. And their season was – some of their games were a little more desperate, like they had to be a little more aggressive. Um, I guess my point is well, he right now, until Trey Lance proves that he's just a good player, is a huge, huge differentiating factor of why I think most people are just going to pick the Rams. Like, How could you pick the Niners to win this division? You can't until like midseason. You're like, oh, Trey Lance is better. He actually is really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh, – they, if you wanted to find some sort of weakness, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, Robert Woods was a leader for them. Yeah, but they've, Matthew Stafford, they, their new quarterback is a veteran who just won a Super Bowl. So I think he immediately gets, if he didn't already have a lot of equity in the locker room, he has it. Cooper Cup has a lot of it. Whitworth was a leader, yes, but that's, Aaron that's Donald's a, that's, that's a big, that's a big, like, how do you replace a left tackle? Right? Yeah, that that's is a problem. big loss from a, just a functional standpoint, more so maybe than a leadership standpoint, but the leadership stuff matters. Um, but I do think, and I was reading one of the the athletic articles from one of the Rams. I expect Odell Beckham to be running around for the Rams in November. He's going to be back on that team, that'd and he's not going to be quick. That'd be a pretty quick rehab, though. Or December, February, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I just he's going to be on the Rams. The the point is, whenever he's healthy enough to be on the field again, I expect him to be on the Rams again. Yeah, I think he's incentivized to go play for them again. Maybe even if it's on a short term deal, and I think they're incentivized to try and make it work with him. 
Now they, they, I mean, the hell, they might have some special doctors down there. Cam Akers tore his Achilles and like OTAs and was back by the season. So who knows? Now this is we're talking about a multiple. This was the same knee, right, for Odell? I thought it was the different one. Was it a different knee? Yeah, it is a second knee injury. So, you know that that might be a but, little but, different. But here's but. Here, here's the point. They really, I mean, they don't need him. They actually really needed him because Robert Woods tore his ACL right when they signed him, and it was kind of coincidence. Remember, it was like a day after or a day before. But at the time they did it, they did. He, he didn't know his ACL was torn. Like they're coming in with two. I mean, Cooper Cup's a top two or three non-quarterback. Like like his production. I mean, he just had the most productive wide receiver season. You know, I mean, it's just stupid. Now it's inflated. You know, I'm not comparing him to Jerry Rice. I don't think he's better than Jerry Rice, but his production just. Go to a step reference page. It's fucking stupid. And and Allen Robinson caught 200 balls in two seasons with Mitch Trubisky. Like, he, he's a good player. And Higby, like we've all, like Higby's a good pass-catching wide receiver. And Akers is going to be healthy. Like, I'm just saying, like the Rams offense, like skill-wise, is like the Niners, pretty loaded. <laughs> now, you would say the Niners feel much better about their left tackle than their left tackle. But the Niners have some question marks at interior offensive line because you'd be like, well, the Rams don't have great guards and centers. Well, it's like, well, the Niners Pro Bowl guard just took off. Uh, their center is really old. And, you know, let's face it, love the guy's career, but it's, it's hanging on by a thread right now in Alex Mack. And McGlinchey's coming off a major, major injury, right? I mean, a torn quad. Like, that's that was a pretty big injury for me. It was like immediately out for the season, right? I mean, I think yeah. it's fair to say. And he's not Mr athlete to begin with right yeah i mean if he was back healthy we'd be talking about do they need to upgrade at right tackle right yeah but he's not i mean i, I think there's a chance this mcglinchy's last season on the niners right i think so so play out the fifth like year and, offensive line and the niners you know i mean uh, you gotta let dj jones walk when someone gives him 10 million dollars a year and guarantees 20 of the 30 million dollars of the contract but like dj jones has been a legitimate rotational guy now for years for them and makes a lot of plays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's has a Ker- loss. Has Kerry Hyder signed yet with anybody? feels like Kerry Hyder is one of those guys that like has the one sweet year, go somewhere else. Then he's like, but then the other team, like, you know, the Niners would take back for the vet minimum, but I bet Kerry Hyder still thinks like he's now in a different tax bracket. So yeah. I could just, you know, it's hard to just go from making 800 grand to then making like 4 million. And then just to come back to like the 900 grand. Got him on Even the dolphins. Though, maybe. Yeah. Just, I can see Sala. Yeah, that's right. Jets. That could be. That's a good call. But if you were him, you go, well, I maybe it's the maybe it's just Kasarik. Maybe it's Kasarik that gets it done. Well then yeah, maybe come back on the nine. That's the pitch. Come back on the vet, and then you can get do it again. Five again. <laughs> Fixed again. Yeah. Some cars just need more maintenance, you know? Yeah. So uh will you be watching uh episode three? Is it tonight? Showtime? Yes. Yeah, so tonight I watched episode two. I saw there was another Arn Tellum wrote a piece that I haven't read it yet about just what a disservice this show is doing to Jerry West, which he, he he's in it. Arn's in it. Yeah. The second episode Arn Tellum was in it because he walked in that bald guy and someone's like, Arn. Oh, that's right. Oh, no wonder yeah. he hates it. Cause no, because Jerry bus goes here. Have you met Heather? Oh, that was it. And he told Arn to, yeah, Arn goes. Oh, home she with closes a check. more deals than I do. Remember that? That was the line. That That's was exactly. that was Arn, right? That's who you're talking about. Yeah, Arn takes the check home. Yeah, or wherever. Yeah, they. That's right. Wait, yeah, that's was that Arn? You sure yeah, that was Arn? What they they said Arn, okay. and it's a bald okay. guy, and I was just like, yeah, it kind of looks like an agent. I, 
But I thought he, I thought it was a, I thought it was like a Washington owner who that guy was, but maybe, maybe he wasn't. They just maybe said that. the word Arn, and that's okay. what I thought. Then that's Arn who, yeah. Uh, but it, there's a scene, if people who haven't seen it, the problem I have with it is that I have a major problem with misrepresenting real people in shows, but the show is also very entertaining. <laughs> I'm real, I don't know about you, I'm really entertained by it. But Jer- they had Jerry West lying on the ground in tidy whities in the show in episode two. Guy, I mean, the first episode started with him having multiple freakouts, and it made him look like a loon. And, and it's, I'm with you. I think you can easily do this with these characters in playmakers, in ballers. You're like, oh, this crazy ass coach, you know, in whatever uh, the movie with Al Pacino, uh, any given Sunday. Like, you could just do fake movies, and it's like that character. Yeah, they are using. Like I would say Jerry West is one of the most famous athletes of the last hundred years. Like Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, Michael Jordan. Like you just say Jerry West to sports fans. His Jerry West? I mean, are you fucking kidding me? And they are destroying him. And listen, is there a chance he had some anger issues over the years? Who hasn't? I, I, I too, am very... I thought episode two was really good, but I'm a little... Like how unfair it is to the guy. I think it's... I think it's pretty nuts. I think it's pretty nuts. I I tweeted it out like, can he sue? And this lawyer tweeted back at me like, you can, but usually super famous people, when this happens to, it's such a pain in their ass. Like, Yeah. I did some research on it last week. It's pretty hard to prove. It's pretty hard to do when you're a person that famous in the public forum, which he obviously is. Uh, Because you have to prove, one of the things you have to prove is that you're damaged by it. You know, like, is he losing money? Is he losing uh, jobs? Is he? And obviously, he's not. You remember Gary Vitti, the longtime trainer Vitti. they had with the yeah. Vitti? Yeah, he walked off the did, set. Yeah. Did we talk about that before? I think we did. He, he worked there. He consulted for two days, and they, offered, they asked him to stay for three more. He said no. Because he saw what the way they were shooting Jerry. Yeah. And I think Rick Fox consulted some on the show and either left or didn't leave. I don't remember exactly what the deal was, but. Again, the problem is I'm actually pretty entertained, so I want to keep watching it, but I hate what they're doing to Jerry West. The actor that plays Magic does a good job. The actor that plays, yeah, he does. And John C. Riley is hilarious. He's, but I actually feel like that's what Dr. Buss was kind of like. I really, it's funny. It's one of those things where I've talked about, heard about, read about. I never, I don't even know if I ever saw him do an interview, but I've heard, you know, Dr. Buss a million times. interviewed Magic Johnson and he had sex right next to him with a young chick. Like that. Jerry busted. (laughs) Jerry busted. But no one disputes Jerry Buss wasn't the only women he showed up to games with. They had to be 19 or 20 years old. Like I'm just saying, I didn't. my perception of like, does he have a great personality? Is he likable? Was he Donald Sterling? You know, I don't know. I don't really, I don't, I never thought he was like Donald Sterling, like everyone hated him. Like he must have been a pretty likable guy to run the Lakers and create what he created there, right? Like have, just be good at interpersonal relationships and that sort of thing. Have some, um, you know, be able to connect with people and have fun and whatever. But I don't really know. Like, I'd love to know. I got to watch some Jerry Buss interviews. You know who's got to be coming in this next episode is Pat Riley. Pat Jerry Riley's coming. Quit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what know. do you think they're going to make Pat look like? Well, it's it's uh, what's uh, what is the actor's name? The guy that played in the pianist movie piano. I'm doing piano. Uh, Adrian Brody. Is that the guy's name? That's who plays Jer- uh, Adrian. The guy, the uh, guy from Entourage. Uh, I'll show you a photo real quick. I don't think he was an entourage. No, 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 not that guy. That guy's name was Adrian in Entourage. Uh, oh, yeah. This guy. 
Hold on. For yeah, those of you with black hair you. and entourage, like the main character. You know, yeah. The, the, the actor. I thought, or maybe his real name was Adrian. I don't know. I think his real name was Adrian. For those of you watching the stream, you can see what Adrian wrote. I mean, you probably already know. Adrian oh, Grenier. Guy. Adrian Grenier was entourage guy. This, this guy's is playing Pat Riley. This is Pat Riley, yeah. You recognize him? If uh, if you're Pat Riley, do you love this guy playing you? Uh, Probably not. I mean, I don't know. why. He's a good actor. I think he's a pretty... Why wouldn't you like it? I, I just... Does that look like Pat Riley? No, no, I don't think he looks like Pat Riley. Here's a photo of him as Pat Riley. Yeah, I, I don't know if I love this one, Pat. Eh, that's not terrible. I mean, Pat was... Pat, Pat was had smooth it going cat. on. Yeah, Pat was smooth cat. Josh from Succession? Wait. Adrian Brody comes into Succession? Have I, am, I, am I not caught up in Succession? No, he doesn't come in for Succession. Uh, Adrian, the entourage guy. You're talking. This guy's Adrian Brody. Oh no, he do, he is in. I'm, this, I'm, Adrian I'm Brody confused. is in Succession. I forgot about that. Briefly. Oh, he's the guy that the dad's meeting with. He, the dad and the son, meet with him like out on the beach. Oh, he's he, clearly he, like a partner in the deal. Has some yeah, juice. Like they, yeah, like they got his money, and he's threatening to take his money back. Okay, I like that guy. Then okay, th- th- these pictures don't do him justice. Okay, I. I mean, they kind of do, but yeah, okay. I, I know who you're talking about in succession. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, this guy. For those of you listening, you can do it. Google along as we're. He's a good actor, so. You're it right. felt it like this coming. guy owned a bunch of seats on the board because he had given him a bunch of money, and right. they, like, it shows you. I had a they wise had man once ring. tell me this: no matter how big you get, you always, in some way, end up answering to somebody. And even like that's a good reminder in that show. Like this guy runs like. Fox basically, yet he still needs this guy, or else he yeah. can't do anything. You right. know, <laughs> so just it always, you know, you're always kissing someone's ass in a weird way in life. Dom- Dominic says Brody was great in Hollywood Land with Ben Affleck. I, I need to watch. I want to watch a movie. I, that's you know I watched, all right, what now, I watched last night was uh, Hangover Three. Was that on TV or you watch it HBO Max or whatever? Not, so I mean, not the worst no, shitty no. watch. I'll tell you, I watched last night. I'm not even sure I could recommend it, although I enjoyed it. It was called Windfall, and there's three characters in it. It's Phil Collins' daughter, Lily Collins. It's the guy who plays the butcher in Fargo, who's like, to me, a young John C. Riley. Um, oh, yeah, I know that he's been in He's been in multiple things. And uh, Jason Siegel, famous famous actor jason siegel yeah right like forgetting sarah marshall that guy that's it three of them and um again i enjoyed it it's like a old style it was a netflix movie it's like an old it'd be to me it'd be like a plot from like a 50s kind of thriller just kind of but it's got some humor in it it's got it had a i started watching i didn't know what it was and i was like it had enough humor to keep me and i enjoyed it i would say just give it the trailer does not really help you I would just, it starts kind of, I would give it 10 minutes to just see how you feel. I'm not sure, John, if you, again, I I just appreciated it. Maybe that's the best way to say it. I just appreciated it, but. Sounds uh, slow. Yeah, it was, but it was fun. It had enough funny moments to it that I just, and you didn't quite know where it was going. Just, I'm just throwing it out there. Windfall, if you happen to stumble on it on Netflix, give it a shot. I love just how it looked and kind of how it felt and. Again, I'm not saying run out there and watch it right now if you got other options, but you know, I'd watch Arizona TCU tonight instead. 
Yeah. But uh, and I will. I might check out Hollywoodland. I've never seen that. Hollywoodland. Yeah. Better Sounds than. Uh, did, you, did anybody ever watch the Sean Payton uh, show? Did that ever come out, or is that still not out yet? I I, I attempted to, and I I made it like ten minutes, and I didn't last long. What what that. network was that on? It's just Netflix, I think. Okay. That's what I meant. Network. All right. Uh, on that note, big week ahead, John. Uh, Jimmy's getting traded any day now. <laughs> any day now. <laughs> and the Raiders will be 2-0 and by the time we do our next spot. That's so. true. That's true. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.